Hi, and welcome to the Just Be You with Bridget podcast. I'm so excited to have my next guest with us today. It's one of my dear friends. She is a para-athlete, a motivational speaker. She's a global advocate for amputee rights, a Boston Strong survivor, a paw rent to the floofiest doodle, Fred Astaire, and one of my closest friends, Adrienne Haslett. Hi, Bridget. Oh my gosh, I think... Well, first of all, I'm smiling ear to ear to hear your voice, but I love that you say I'm a parent, like a, a paw parent. Oh, yeah. P-A-W-R-E-N-T, obviously. I love that, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the most important of any of those things. Oh, my gosh, yes. And I'm, I'm a proud auntie to Mr. Fred Astaire. You are. You're one of his, the best aunties he has. He, um, he loves his auntie Bridget more than life itself. He just, <laughs> he, he knocks you off your feet, literally, like knocks you over with love every time he sees you. Every time. And I, I love it so much just because he's just such a, oh, such a good dog. He's such a good boy. <laughs> oh, totally. Making me tear up already. <laughs> oh, I know. Same. Just because he's, he's just such a sweetheart. But yes. um, I am just thrilled to have you on. And so as you are aware, this is my brand new podcast. So I'm still learning the ropes. But I really thought it'd be awesome to A, have such a good friend on here. But also because you've, you've done so much. And you are so openly passionate and, um, you know, just just a really lovely human. And I think that's really important. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, so essentially for perspective, so in, you know, the last couple of years, you've literally traveled the world. You've climbed mountains. <laughs> yep. you, you are currently shopping for a book publisher. You got a new book mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. Very excited about it. You've done so many things. Is there is there one thing that you were just Ooh, so question. overly thrilled that you were able to do? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. I, you know, I, I feel really lucky to be able to travel and speak all over the world, like you said, and, and be able to be um, doing some philanthropic work. I, you know, I think all of it for different, because I'm able to speak to different corporations and organizations and schools and stuff, each one is so unique that it's hard to pick one because they're like apples to oranges, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I would have to say Kenya was, I've just been really revisiting that in my mind lately and the photos. And um, I think that has just been a real, that was an incredible trip. I had the opportunity to go to Kenya through the organization WE, W-E. So that's um, less thinking about me and more thinking about WE, which we can all agree that um, we all need reminders of and it makes the world a better place. And um, I've been working with that organization for a really long time. They help stop child slavery, poverty, help provide clean water globally, um, and here in the States, help kids thinking um, in a more global mindset. So I had the opportunity to go there and give a speech and then stay for a whole month traveling Kenya. And I, I just, I think that was just amazing. I got to see how um, people live over there and and how we is helping and not just going over there and providing them with a bunch of stuff and then leaving, you know, they really make them um, do the work to be self-sustainable and better off for generations to come. And mm-hmm. I got to sit with the mamas and make beads for places like Neiman Marcus bracelets and and then learn how they learn about finance and, and rationing goats and <laughs> protecting their land and building houses and their, their way of life. And then I traveled on my own um, after that. So it was pretty cool. I could clearly go on about that forever. <laughs> I inundated you with photos and um, after that trip, it was, it was pretty epic. Oh yeah. It was definitely epic. That's yeah. That's such a great organization. And don't it worry, is. we'll, we'll link to it in the show notes. So don't fear. Great. Awesome. And so, I mean, 
we we can't talk about, you know, the elephant in the room, COVID-19, you know, 2020 started out everyone thinking, you know, this is going to be like an epic year. I mean, personally, for my sake, like I was initially going to be getting married this year. That's, you know, postponed. I mean, you were going to be running um, the Boston Marathon with this official first para athlete division. Like, yeah. uh, COVID nineteen uh, put a put a little pause, a little put a little wrench in our plans little, this little, year. A little, little like you know, hit the brakes on that one. But yeah. I'd love to kind of hear kind of how you've been you know, like going through you know the last God seven months now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know, but but I. It's a great question. Um, I ask myself that sometimes, and then other days, you know, I think what what my therapist and I, I never, as you well know. Um, it's hard to have a conversation with me without me quoting my therapist, but I make no, I'm not shy about the fact that I get therapy. Um, and what he told me early on is that this, that's helped me cope with it, which answers your question, but it was really helpful to me. Um, he said, you know, when, when we're in uncertainty and I've had to deal with a lot of new normals in my life, um, both after losing my leg in 2013 and then I was in a car accident in 2019, um, and actually I should say hit by a car. I, I hate calling that an accident. Um, anyway, but he said to me, when you're on shaky ground in uncertainty, he said, it's hard. It's like being in a physical mental earthquake. So like you're trying to cook food for yourself and exercise and get movement and work and be a good dog mom, or maybe a good mom or whatever your case in your own household is. Um, but you have the earthquake, right? We didn't, no one really knew what was going on. We have mm-hmm. experience in our lives that we turn to and none of us really had the experience of living through a pandemic. And so we've all been in this earthquake and as uncertain as that sounds, it somehow made not being okay during this. Okay. And mm-hmm. it, it, that I'm very visual and that visual that he told me really helped me go, okay, it's, it's okay to bury your head um, some days. And, and I think of that illustration again, so visual um, of, you know, Superman or Superwoman, I should say, in her cape. And then the next day she's, you know, wearing her cape as a blanket and staying in bed all day. So I think having the bad days and the good days is what's helped me get through. That's a really long answer, <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it's, it's really helped me. Um, it's really helped me realize that you can have the really bad days to get through the through the other ones. And, you know, I think sitting with therapy, um, during this time has really helped me. I've, I've told you this already, um, personally, but the, you know, sitting with therapy in a different way when I'm not racing off to go travel and hop on a plane again, or racing off to lunch with friends, mm-hmm. um, and sitting with your therapy sessions has really helped me mentally aside from COVID, um, mentally COVID has been really helpful for me in digesting a bunch of gunk that I didn't realize was there. <laughs> it's incredibly good beneficial to talk to someone. And so, you know, we're coming off the skirts of world mental health day and it's important to take, take stock of how you as a person are feeling and agree. If you're feeling feeling a little down, just ask for help. And there are good people in everyone's life that will help you. So just, just a reminder, there's always someone out there that loves and cares for you. Amen, sister. I talk about therapy a lot on Instagram as um, if anyone who's following me knows, and I have people message me all the time on how to you know, find a great therapist. And I don't have any, I have experience finding a therapist, but I don't, I, I'm not a savior to them and I don't ever claim to be, but it really helps just to tell someone that you're looking for a therapist. Just being able to say that out loud to someone else is really helpful for sure. I agree. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, love it. And then 
so I, one thing that I do actually want to bring up for me, because, you know, our good friendship, what made COVID actually a little, I would say almost more enjoyable on some aspects, you know, I, I don't, I miss, you know, my commute to work. I miss doing what I would call like normal activities, but I literally loved it. So um, essentially Adrian and I pretty much every Friday or Saturday would meet up in either the Boston Common or the Public Garden and we would just hang out for a couple hours and it was just so much fun because it was just that that in-person connection with someone, you know, we're outside enjoying the summer. It was throughout the summer mostly, so not, you know, when it first happened, but this was like June, July, August, and most of September too, actually. Yes. <laughs> but it was... Oh my God. I looked forward to those Friday afternoons or those Saturday afternoons so much because it was just such a fun, it like allowed me to recognize like, Hey, like, yes, we're going through a pandemic, but you know, there are, like you were saying, you know, there are good days. There are good moments and good days that, you know, it's just, you know, being with someone that you care about and you can have fun with and, you know, laugh and talk and maybe have a couple, you know, a couple, uh, adult beverages. Yeah, just a couple just a couple of adult beverages <laughs> and a couple of girlfriends out in the park for the afternoon. Exactly. Um, we were everyone I'm sure heard us giggling. We giggle like that regardless <laughs> if we have adult beverages, but I agree. <laughs> and Bridget, I have to say, you know, even before we met, you know, during the the lockdown lockdown where hardly anyone was even walking out their front door, Bridget and I even every Friday had our little morning coffee over um, FaceTime. So we would just have yes. coffee you know, getting ready for the day, we would, you know, be making coffee together. And even if it was 10 minutes, I so looked forward to that. You helped me through COVID a lot. Um, and when I heard the name of your podcast, the Just Be You with Bridget, I was like, of course, that's the name of the podcast. Like you have the ability to bring out the best in people while accepting people for just who they are. So I love you for that. And I, I thought, oh, of course, that's the name of her podcast. Like, that's what I would have named it if I were creative like that. That's to describe <laughs> you and describe the, the energy that you bring and, and your ability to, on those Fridays, whether I was upside down and losing my mind or, <laughs> or laughing, you know, you were able to just let me be me. And I think that's, I think that's a pretty cool thing. So, you know, we talk about therapy, we talk about all this, but really those close personal connections, whether you can you know, safely get together with someone in the park, um, or just over FaceTime that, that is mm-hmm. therapy in and of itself for sure. You can't see me on this end, but I'm <laughs> definitely tearing up. <laughs> Love you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think part of my inspiration for this podcast is, you know, I was kind of sitting down being like, God, like I miss talking to people. I miss humans. Mm-hmm. And then it was more like I was telling you a while ago, about two years ago, I had an idea for a podcast. I think I had joke be- jokingly being like, it should be called like Be Positive yep. with like B-E-E because my family nickname for me is B, um, like the bumblebee. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. And, and nothing came of it. I think I literally wrote it down in a notebook and never thought twice. And then about a week and a half ago, I was just sitting down one night after work and I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm like, it's time to talk to people and just learn from each other and just be who you are, be who you want to be. And I want to talk to you. And I was just very excited that so far the reception has been really nice. It makes it a little more fun. That's what, <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be, right? Everybody's supposed to be themselves and, and just getting through the parts of life. And I think it's, I think it's great. Um, I think it's awesome that you're doing this. Obviously, um, we can't go one conversation without this, but what's been a very exciting book that you have discovered and read during uh, this quarantine oh, phase? Oh, you know exactly what I'm going <laughs> to say, and I love you for it. Uh, so I read Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which anyone who knows me knows, and Bridget, I can't shut up about it now. 
Um, I might be losing friends for it, but it won't <laughs> be Bridget, thank goodness. Um, nope. I am obsessed with it. So when I re referenced earlier about, you know, just really sitting with my therapy this this quarantine season, I guess we're calling it, um, uh, <laughs> I also read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And if, if listeners haven't read it, you need to. It's a book, you know, I told a friend of mine this the other day, which I think I, I fully believe, but I think it sums it up that Glennon Doyle does for women's emotions what RBG did for women's rights. And that's give permission for ourselves to be our best selves, our most authentic selves, to be unapologetic, be kind mm -hmm. while being kind. And I think some people may take being an unapologetic female as being angry. That's not what she's saying. She's saying, be angry about things, but use that in a really good way. And I love that, you know, use yeah. that anger to start a foundation or use that anger to start a movement or to help people vote. And also talking just about how tamed all of us, uh, women and men, but she concentrates on women in the book, um, to a society that, you know, wants us to fit into a certain box. Um, and I mm -hmm. just, who man, I, I don't get into it publicly very much. I have some mommy issues. I'll just leave it at that. And, and Bridget <laughs> knows this. Um, and so it was really, it was really poignant for me to be able to, to hear her words and to become untamed. It seemed like it was speaking to everything that I needed to hear, but didn't know I needed to hear. Yes. Interrupt me because yes. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I'm just no, going to keep talking about it. You, you had talked all about it to me for a while. And then I finally was like, you know, I was like, I keep hearing this. I should buy the book. I, I think I finished the book in like a day and a half. And it was mainly just because like I fell asleep the first night. So then, then the next morning I woke up and finished it. I was like, I have to, I have to get it. Yeah. Done. Like you said, like there was just some things that like just resonated so deeply. Yeah. Check out Untamed. I, audiobook's awesome. In person. If you're buying the book in person, please support your local bookstores. They're really important nowadays. Mm -hmm. And we don't want them to go under because they bring such a vibrant aspect to everyone's community. Absolutely. So definitely. Definitely buy local. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll just say this and then I promise I'll shut up about Glenna Doyle. The, the text that Bridget sent me when she finished was, I just finished. Oh my gosh. Which I think is, is just sums it all up. It just, it just sums it up. I was, I think my text back was, I'll let you process, but then we need to meet and discuss. Like that's, yeah. That's, that's kind of how that goes. Yeah. It was great. And I'm, I'm pretty sure my follow-up was, I have to reread it again. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have to reread it again now because it, I just need to, yeah. It, yeah, mine has notes all over it. In fact, I just lent it out um, to a friend in forgetting that I have notes all over it about my own life. So that's cool. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, I think, th I mean, it's so great to hear like just how it's, I always am amazed by how books can really just touch people. And like, you know, everyone has a book that kind of can change their perspective, change their life or just heavily influence it. Oh, and I love yeah. that in different parts of your life, there will always be books that do that. So like, you know, for me as a young adult, there was a couple books that just completely impacted me in ways I didn't really understand until, you know, five, eight years later. And now I'm like coming into like a next, the next gen. And I'm like, oh, like Untamed is kind of like help refocus part of my life. So it's pretty cool to see different books when they hit you at that right point in life, they're going to impact you. And it's just, I love seeing the different stories that come out of those books. I agree completely. I grew up in my parents' bookstore and, and books have always had such a huge impact and, and it's, it's amazing. This, this untamed is the book of this generation. And, and I'm, 
I can't wait for us to be able to resume life as normal so she can go on a book tour and I can stalk her. I know. <laughs> okay. We're, we're so buying the book. Like, we better, like, beg her to come to Boston. Oh, yes. Like, we need you in Boston. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. And then, so I mentioned this pretty early on in the podcast, but you yourself have decided to write a book. Any any hints we're allowed to get about this book? Yeah, I am. You know, it, I think it's similar to what you were saying about the podcast. I had thought about writing a book, well, certainly since 2013, since losing my leg, but I actually wrote about half of a half of a book um, growing up. I, I just have always loved writing. I think that's because we always had writers um, staying over at our house and musicians and stuff um, mm -hmm. for my parents' book and record back then, record store. Uh, and um, I always wanted to write one. And, and so any hints, let's see. Uh, the book that I started writing when I was little was about being adopted. Um, and I haven't told that story very much publicly, not because I have any type of shame around that whatsoever. I just have been saving it for a book because it is such a long story and, and needs, yeah. it needs, um, my birth mother needs a very long explanation into, and to <laughs> give her, her just right into, um, mm -hmm introducing her to the world. There's nothing anyone can Google, by the way. So just in case you're wondering, I'll save you the time. It's all closed papers. Uh, but um, which is why I've been able to keep it quiet for so long. Um, yeah. But I talk about that in this book. So it's I talk about that in reference to what kept me fighting uh, for myself and for um, my own untaming and, and for um, what keeps me going on the really hard days is her and her life. I guess I'll, I guess I'll leave it at that. I'm going to keep talking because you're so easy to talk to and I forget yeah, my recording. <laughs> I'm trying okay. to some for, but I, I really That's am looking forward to honoring her and, and her story and what that means to me and how I live my life. Um, awesome. it's so, it's so easy to put things off. And I think COVID really has shown us that life is, you know, precious and also shown us like, Oh, maybe, Maybe I do have time to do the dishes. I just don't want to, right? Like the things that we're yes. that we're saying. Oh, I'll do that one day. Um, like my dishes are things that yep. uh, things that we can't say that to anymore, right? So I can't say, oh, maybe one day I'll write that book because now is the time, and there's never going to be a perfect time. And I need to tell this yeah. story because I want people to know, and I want her story to be heard. Yeah. And it's so important to do things that part of your passion, then definitely go for it. But I agree. COVID definitely, you know, being home, I think it kind of showed people what matters. And I think so many stories that have come out of, you know, the, you know, the quarantine season, like you said, it's been a lot of people recognizing like, oh, like time is precious. And we spend so much of it rushing from place to place. And planning out five, 10 years ahead when it's, you know, it's the little moments in the day that, really make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And we're realizing who was really important in our lives and, and, and narrowing that down or broadening that or whatever that looks like to each person. But, you know, for me, I just, I need to give credit where credit's due. I guess I'll say this also about the book, which is a big tease. Um, but I, if I'm going to do it anywhere, I'm going to do it on one of my best friend's podcasts. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that this will help people. And I'm not saying that as that's not coming from my ego. That's coming from the fact that the person that my Bridget already knows all this, the person that my mom was, is, is a person that doesn't get written about and, um, doesn't get recognized and that needs to change in our society. So 
um, I'm looking forward to giving credit where credit's due. I'll just say that. I love it. Dora, I'll change the topic so that we don't- <laughs> So I don't keep rambling? Still in hits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, this, of co- oh my God, of course. No, this is just so fun. Clearly. <laughs> so I, I know this has just been like, I was like, wow, it's already been a while, but I can't, I know we can talk. I mean, Adrian and I, I think we, the longest conversation I think we've had was like, it was like four hours. We were sitting yeah. at a coffee shop. Um, so a little backstory for how Adrian and I actually met. It's um, through my fiance, um, was then boyfriend. Um, he and her did a fundraiser together a couple years back for the Boston Marathon. And so I got to meet her then. And I was like, oh, she's like really cool. But like, it was like a really brief introduction. And then about a year later, um, we started going to um, a morning track workout. And one of the, I think it was like this first or second morning, the three of us decided to go get uh, breakfast at Pavement Coffee House um, right near Berkeley. And it became kind of this Tuesday morning tradition. And, you know, Tom, my fiance, he would have to go to work. And at the time I was just doing kind of some freelancing. So Ada and I would hang out literally until like 10 o'clock. We'd get there by like eight o'clock. We'd be there till 10 o'clock some days, maybe even later, just like getting to know each other. And so, you know, for about six months, her and me were there every Tuesday nonstop. Like the people behind the bar knew us. They knew where we'd like to sit. We called it family (laughs) breakfast. I miss that so much. It was family breakfast. I know. And so a lot of times, like, especially during COVID, like that's why Adrian and I tried to do coffee mornings just because we were like, we haven't had family breakfast in so long. So like, we're going to do coffee Absolutely. breakfast. So we would, we would FaceTime, but that's a little bit about how Adrian and I became so close. And so it's been such a wonderful experience for me just to be friends with somebody who is so open and passionate. And then, I mean, just seeing like all you've accomplished and, you know, I've only known you a couple of years, which that is, is crazy, crazy that I, I haven't feel like known it's you been longer. My whole life. Yeah. For sure. I know. And I, I mean, realistically, like we met, we, be, we family breakfast started only in 2018. <laughs> so it's only been two and a half years. I thought you were going to say 2014. I know. I know. It uh, feels like it started so much longer, but it's just, you know, I've always loved that. It's just fun. It and we fun. always have a good time. And, you know, even if both of us are having, you know, a, a poop time, yeah, yeah. it's just like we, we can, like what we were saying is we can just show up and be ourselves, even if it's we're not in the best mood, but we just need to be around someone. And that's all yeah. that matters. And it's just, it's nice. I, and I've always been very thankful for that. In well, your thank friendship. you. I've been so thankful of, of you and your friendship. You know, I didn't have an easy year in that 2019. And when I was getting oh, through that, yeah. um, Bridget was, was by my side from like morning till night in the hospital after, <laughs> um, and even taking care of my son while I was there, my, my first babe. So oh, it's just, I mean, yeah, I don't, sad. it's hard for me to believe that, um, we became so, cl- I mean, obviously it's obvious to me now, but why became so close so fast? Um, yeah, I pretty much ditched Tom as a friend and decided you were better. I'm just kidding, Tom. <laughs> we I love like, Tom. Oh, Don't worry. Some Bridget. See you later. Um, but I, I love you. I love you both. And I'm super excited to marry you guys in June. I get to be your officiant. And I, I I'm so, it's so fitting because I'm always your third wheel and I love it. Uh, and, and I just, I'm going to try and get through it all, um, without sobbing too, too much, but I love you so much. I I do too. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun, but, um, all right, before we genuinely keep talking and before I burst into more tears, (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm going to slowly bring us to our close, but a couple quick hits before anyone forgets, if you want to check out Adrian and all her good stuff, you can find her on Instagram at Adrian Haslett. She also has a podcast, the Adrian's Drunk mm-hmm. Podcast, which you can find. Yeah, you can find on um, any channels where you listen to your podcast. And then you can find that also on Instagram at Adrian Strong Podcast. So check her out. They're good podcasts. 
I'm gonna we're gonna wrap it up with my five and five. So a couple quick response answers. So nothing nothing too crazy though. <laughs> all right, all right. Hit me up. Hit me up. All right. Let's go. Favorite animal. Ooh, elephant. Nice. Favorite like TV show, movie, documentary of the, the moment. moment. Ooh. Um, is Grey's Anatomy still on? I'm still catching up, but okay. Thanks. So. Can I even though I'm catching? I would At, say of course. Okay, yeah. I'm not good in the current stuff. No, this is what you're currently oh, watching. Oh, what I'm currently watching. Oh, I'm rewatching Scandal for the third time. <laughs> Let's just be real. <laughs> I love it. I want all Olivia right. Pope to come save us all. Oh, God, that'd be great. All right, third one. I am currently jamming out to. Oh, I am currently jamming out to Who I Am by Latasha. I don't remember. Oh. I have to look it up. Who I Am by Latasha. It's really, really good. Amazing song. I'll send it to you so you can link it. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Next one is I feel awesome when. Ooh, I feel awesome when I'm running. Love it. And lastly is one word to describe yourself. Oh, um, oh, this is so hard for me. I like to think I'm complex. Uh, it could be just one word yeah, that I would, you use in a, in, I don't know in, why this is so um, hard for me. In an um, array I of would others. Say, <laughs> I would say empathetic. I love that. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bridget. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations on your new podcast. I know I'm tuning in every single week. (laughs) Yes, new episodes. Um, My goal is to get them up every Wednesday if you're listening. And to sign it off, as a reminder, stay awesome, stay kind, and just be you. I'll talk with you soon.